0: You ever heard a strange noise in the middle of the night Hello? Hello? ever seen something you couldn't quite explain what's that ever been visited by a loved one in a dream what are you psychic mediums katie manning and michelle lyons polito talk about it all welcome to the psychic on the scene podcast
1: hey everybody welcome back for another exciting evening of psychic on the scene and as always with me, my wonderful co-host and friend D. Scott. Hi. <laughs> and my other wonderful and co friend and co-host Michelle Lyons Polito. Hey there. So tonight we are going to talk about you know it's almost September and you mm-hmm. can see some of the leaves getting brown, and it's time for some spooky stories.
0: Yes, And indeed. I
1: just love the fact that we live in the Northeast, and there, I mean, really any community has it, but the Northeast, uh, upstate New York, has so many cool, mm. creepy places you know, that you can go to and um, really feel the feels of the hauntings. We have so many people whenever we say we're doing something, we're t- they'll say, I want to go with you. So mm-hmm, they're yes. chicken shit, I think, to go by themselves. And they want to go with, like, right. what they don't know is like, as Jimmy says, I'm the first one out of the room. I'm like, oh my God, did you say that? Because I'm so used to that shit in my head that when it happens outside of me, I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm.
2: yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> and I'm a yeah. weirdo, because you know when we did Ghost Wranglers, who's the weirdo that walks forward? That's me. I don't know what there is about it, yeah. but I always, and you guys are like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, well, let's just go see.
1: Let's go see. Let's go see what happens over here. Mm-hmm. Um. And and of course it, we like to use D as our, our object on hauntings because, bait. They, <laughs> <our> bait, because <laughs> they seem to be attracted to D the person I'm a ghost that ghost
0: chum is what I am. Yeah,
1: exactly. Ghost <laughs> chum because he's the one that like, I don't think you ever really had a up or down, um in or out about how you felt about hauntings like I think he thought maybe yeah but now you've been (laughs) hanging around with us it happens all the time it happens at your house so on a regular basis which our listeners don't know we are talking to one another about different haunting things that are happening in our own lives and weird experiences um, yep. I can tell you something that even just happened this week. I was, uh, as everybody knows, I um, am living with my boyfriend uh, here in the <laughs> stockade. And it's super historical down here, though the building that we're in isn't, I guess, I mean, it's an older building but it's not like so like one of the ones that has like one of the little plaques out in front right? and um, as being historical but there's so much that happened over here with right. the massacre and everything so you've got to just think like it's in the ground and we're it near is. the water and water just so our listeners understand water works like a conduit so do railroad tracks so the back mm-hmm. of our building faces the railroad tracks oh, great. and <laughs> we just walk down a block and we're down by the water so um, mm-hmm. and it definitely helps the amp- up so we've had a lot of different experiences right here in this building uh, one was um during a really um big like thunderstorm we had everything turned off and the candles going and we're watching the lightning and we're listening to the thunder because that's what weirdos do
2: Yep. and um same here as
1: we're as we're talking yeah. and we're listening and watching the thunder and everything and the lightning excuse me you can't watch thunder but um <laughs> we started hearing walking around
0: downstairs
1: in the loft and I mean it was distinct it was like hard soled shoes walking and we both got quiet and we pointed at each other and I go yeah. like I pointed forward like you hear that over there <laughs> so we leaned over the railing and you could hear whatever it was walking around moving around I then used on my phone the ghost scanner i don't know if anybody knows about this but there are some pretty good apps you can download on your phone yeah, that discipline. kind of yeah that work like an EVP and kind of like a ghost box um and i started using it and where we had heard um the walking it did register like a spirit, it showed it on the like a scanner. And then I came back upstairs. And I said, I think it's gone. And I turned around, I'm facing Jimmy. And it was like, right on top of Jimmy. And he just started to say st- I was about to go, Oh, it's right there. And he goes, it's freezing cold over here. Oh, I was so like, well, cool. it's literally right over there. So definitely um, some experiences. But this past week, I was home and I had, you know, uh, got my work done and took my shower and I was in the downstairs bathroom Oops. and while I was in the yeah I fell over here while I was in the downstairs bathroom um I held up my magnifying mirror so I could look at myself close oh boy. while I was facing the other mirror cuz the the lighting so I was looking I, I don't know if I was lining my eyes or what I was doing and I actually saw somebody walk behind me yes down the hallway in the mirror. It was like something out of a movie. And I knew it was a man and it was Mm -hmm. with a very deliberate walk. And I was like, oh, oh, Oh. okay. Yeah, (laughs) like I totally saw that. I totally caught that. Didn't get any kind of a feeling. It didn't try and communicate with me. It was just kind of residual and it was on its Mm -hmm. way. So it wasn't an intelligent haunting that it wanted to chit chat with me.
2: Um, That happens a lot to me, uh, especially at night. In the winter, but if I'm doing dishes and my kitchen windows are in front of me, the lights are on in the house but it's dark outside, so it creates a mirror. And so very often, especially if I had the lights in the living room on, and I can look up and I I swear like 50% of the time there are spirits sitting at the dining room table yes it's like ugh. and you know for other people it's like oh my god let's get into you and i it's like oh for god's sakes what do they want well my <laughs> yeah. first
1: thing is always kind of like oh okay are you for me are you just for here like right. i'm doing all this mental stuff and then most of the time if it's like three in the morning and i'm just getting up to go tinkle or something i'm like okay i don't have time for this right now like, right. right i mean just like, <laughs> i just want to go back to bed every once in a while and people have probably had this in their own house where i kind of feel like i'm just going to ignore you and I go to go back to bed and I almost feel like, like when I was a little kid, like almost being chased back to bed Yes. where you, you like hustle up the stairs and you, you can jump feel, in. yeah, you can feel like the cold, mm-hmm. like coming in around you
2: and you got to cover up uh, your feet. Nothing can stick out.
1: Right. Exactly. What I was, um, I was doing today, as we always do before, thinking of the different things that have happened to us and the scary stories, mm-hmm. I was going through some of the spots in the Capital Region, and I was surprised, um, Not ones we've talked about before all over the Capital Region, um, like the Capitol Building, so right. I don't know if they do the tours, probably now with COVID they don't, COVID they used to do yeah they used to do an annual tour of the the Capitol building um. What was the other one. um oh moose big moose lake and there was the. Um, murder. yeah. It's, oh, it's in the Adirondacks. Yeah. It's in the Adirondacks. And yes. um, they said a woman was murdered, mm-hmm. Grace Brown, 1906, staying in a cabin. And yeah, people I, have actually seen her um, there at the lake. So I can't even I, imagine you're like, there roasting marshmallows and look up and you're like, Oh no, by the way, over there.
2: And the scary, <laughs> scariest part of this to me, I don't know about you, but when you're dealing with a ghost an earthbound spirit, not necessarily residual energy, they're usually trying to communicate And they very often appear as they appeared when they died. And um, they use that as a communication device, symbolism. So you're sitting there roasting marshmallows, all of a sudden you look up and there's this woman who's blue and, you know, because she's dead and her throat has been slit. And that I think is the most startling part is when it just takes you a second to register and then you realize it's a ghost. And then the whole thing where they look Photoshop because they're not quite there. That's how I, I can always tell because sometimes yep. that happened to you and I we were driving to an event together. yep, Katie and I said, Katie, do you see that person over there and we we're down I think it's connectedy maybe and there was a person there and I got a funny feeling and you looked over and like, yeah, I see her then something distracted us. we looked back and she had like dematerialized.
1: totally gone. I can't remember what we were on our way to, but you're right. We, I think we were on our way to like a show or something. Yeah. And that was, you're right. Very Well, we were just talking before we went on the air and we we're talking about Groom's Tavern. Oh, yeah. All those people there for the radio um, show with Dee. Dee, what had happened to you when you yeah. were in there?
0: We were, uh, let's see. When I first got there, I walked in and Ray had all of his equipment set up, his, you know, um, high-end.
1: Right. Yep. Ghost, ghost detection.
0: <laughs> yeah. And... I walked in and he's like, it's already saying your name and this, that, and the other thing. So I was like, oh, that's good. It's going to be a fun night. That was (laughs) after everyone looked at me weird because I walked in with a costume on for a Halloween thing. But, you know.
2: (laughs) That was adorable.
0: They're like, why are you wearing that? I'm like, it's Halloween. Why am I the only person wearing a costume?
2: (laughs) I forgot about that, too.
0: (laughs) I had my Olaf onesie on.
2: I I was thinking, remembering you would be a Teletubby. I'm glad no, to no,
0: that. <laughs> no. Um, so then while we were all standing there, because we had listeners from Kiss and River mm-hmm. that right. had won their way into this thing. And uh, Steve from Southlands Falls Paranormal Society was talking about the equipment we were going to use. And while I was just standing there, I got really dizzy, like mm. really, really dizzy and i could feel something touching the top of my head it felt some like someone was tapping on the top of my head and i was like well i can't be a muscle spasm because <laughs> i'm not a lot of muscle spasms on the top of my head
1: exactly
0: um and then as i as we continued on and i got super dizzy i started going hmm this right. is weird because i at first i thought maybe i was hungry but that wasn't the case because I had six slices of pizza prior to
1: you know? <laughs> we did. No.
0: So, oh, we, had, we had pizza for like 35 and had like 15 people there so
1: exactly so David. I was
0: I ate uh, a lot <laughs> but that was that was one of the that was the most like that was the scariest Physical. thing I've like yeah and it was the scariest thing I've ever been a part of aside from the demon but i
1: like how you throw that in besides the demon yeah that demon yeah Yeah, but
0: the demon didn't touch me it just kind of
1: demon was crazy that was all like our first like time out and we've talked about it before on the podcast of being in albany rural cemetery when
2: uh we picked up that by the crypt yep. where they would keep the bodies in the winter yep. when they couldn't dig the holes. <clears throat> yeah,
1: and and Michelle and I at the same time leaning in trying to take a picture inside the crypt, and we hear we see and hear something stamp its foot like a like an like a animal, pole.
2: like
1: yeah, like part bull or part goat. Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely a very dark entity. We both, at the same time, like went oh, and took a step back. And and D and Nick are like right in there going, hey, what is, what's going on? No, like
0: that. no, that was Nick. That was D Nick. Stopped because D heard the thump and saw the two psychics step backwards <laughs> and I went, nope, I'm not doing that. And Nick was Nick went right in with his camera. Was like, and what it, was that again? But yeah. then he tried to. I remember Nick tried to like play it off because we couldn't mm-hmm. figure out what that noise was. It sounded like someone dropped a bowling ball. A bowling ball, yeah. exactly. On a that's floor. exactly.
1: But it, right, but it was almost like a foot stamp. Yeah. Um,
2: and you, thinking yeah, back, going backwards up that hill. That, that, that's when you like scoot. You scooted. You like. I was impressed I, by your speed.
0: I, I, was, I was scared. I was, I was like, shit. <laughs> Holy shit! What was that? <laughs> yeah,
1: that definitely was it. Was an interesting one. Years ago, when I far, first started to do this stuff um, professionally, I had taken a class at um, Adirondack College,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was um, oh, jeez, talk about my memory. God, thank the God, professor. I, it. <laughs> I know, right? Thank God, right? Um, it, the professor was, um, also worked for, I think, New York state. And he was way before ghost hunter started. He was doing this, but he was, he was doing ghost hunting from a scientific point of view. So he's teaching this class. And then when he realized who I was, every time something would come up and he'd say, well, this is what we get on the EVPs. And this is what we get. And I don't know if somebody would ask like an odd question and he'd go, well, let's ask the psychic. And he'd, <laughs> like, and he'd go, so somebody in one of the classes said how come if they're pure beings when they show up and you kind of talked on this a little bit the difference between ghosts and spirits yes. but if they're pure beings why aren't they showing up naked and I said well they weren't naked when they were alive unless they were like from a nudist colony they're not going to walk <laughs> around like with the, you know their their twigs and berries out so <laughs> anyway so um he and I Um, really had a a great respect for one another because I really was fascinated with how Mm -hmm. he did a lot of the scientific um, analysis and he appreciated how I worked they would send me into haunted places without anybody else maybe sometimes one person to film me and they'd give me no information um, and when we would go in I would they would give me a map like a floor plan and I would start to mark off things like if I smelled perfume I felt a touch um I might maybe hear somebody or see somebody I would mark it off and then they were able to when I'd bring it out they'd validate it the one house in particular um was a house in Middleburg uh beautiful beautiful farmhouse very very old in fact the um back where the like barn was where I mm-hmm. guess they kept horses they used like a, almost like storage yeah. was older than the home I want to say 16 1700s Ooh, I love it. and um yeah so <laughs> constantly this young couple who was renovating renovating mm-hmm. is a biggie by the way for oh, um it ghost activity, ghost activity. It, right and um they would have tools missing from like the top floor And then they would appear down in the basement. And the basement, um, I probably have told this also, a a plumber had come to work on a, um, like a boiler Mm -hmm. in the basement. And um, you could see all the old stone, like a stone fort down in the basement almost. And he was working down there and heard something and looked up and there was a little boy standing there. In period clothing it startled the guy so much he jumped up and ran upstairs he left his tools and he said to the owner he said i'm not going back in there (laughs) well they when they went back down they couldn't find his tools and the tools eventually appear up on the third floor so to lug something like that or to move it or navigate it not only would you hear it it would take great strength to move all that stuff up there so that was one of the places that i got to go down and do the investigation with some other wonderful ladies and we're sitting in the pitch dark with the camera set up mm-hmm. and we were doing the evps and the one gal had the um, little recorder mm-hmm. and we're talking we're sitting like uh, like inside this really dark room must have been almost like a root cellar part of the basement yeah and i'm sitting on a shelf and i go to hand her well first of all I kept making jokes and I said do you think now is a good and they're recording and I kept forgetting I said do you think now is a good time for me to tell them I'm afraid of the dark so the girls the two women kept laughing like church laughing and we're trying to like okay get serious ask a question (laughs) so I went to hand or she went to hand me the recorder and it literally felt like we put our hands through cobwebs Oh, like yeah. in between us mm-hmm. then we both jerked our hands back and there was nothing there and then we all started to get that feeling of if anybody out there has this happen it's like cobwebs almost yep. on your face you've literally walked into an ectoplasm mm-hmm. that is something like you see seen in a movie but it kind of goes all over your face and and like you, you can't find you can't like the source it of it yeah. yeah it feels like you can't get it off very creepy
2: That happened to me in the groom's tavern when we were there, that little boy. Mm. I'll share that on the Facebook page, (laughs) the picture.
1: Yeah, the little boy, the little boy was right next to you and they caught it on camera.
2: They did with with the thermal. And I felt that because first it felt like someone had dragged a sheet of cobwebs across my face. And then you can see his hand on my pants because I felt him pulling my pants. I'm a boy mom. And he was stuck and he was asking for help. Mm. so he was holding on to me which which just breaks my heart he's just a little guy and he I think he had tuberculosis he said if I remember correctly he'd been there for a couple yeah
1: but it came out vivid Michelle on the camera and then Sarah my daughter was there also with Teddy in the one one room the spirit was all over Teddy Teddy came out his face was beat red like I don't think him thinking about dating the daughter of a psychic medium and going to these things. I don't think he ever thought that kind of stuff would happen. <laughs> but Sarah goes, it was all over Teddy. And they showed me the footage. And um, he was like, That was, that was crazy. That was That's
2: crazy. I was in the room. Remember how we we, we would take. Yes, group, we went to room, two groups. And so they were either in my group or I was in that room. I don't remember how we did it, but there was a old woman and a ghost in spirit so she was she was a ghost she stuck there she was waiting for her son to come home from the war and teddy reminded her of him and she oh. was on him like white on rice but he didn't realize it was a motherly thing so he felt slightly assaulted <laughs> i think he did too i think
1: it right i think it was a little unnerving and i think that's what happens with people when yeah. stuff like that happens when you don't expect it nicholas and i god he was a young teen and sarah was really young and for my birthday one year we went up to Fort William Henry and Sarah my ex-husband decided not to go in on the tour the haunted tour and Nicholas and I were towards the back of the group and it's pretty dark when you first go down in right and So the, the tour guide is talking to us and saying how that people have seen this man. And I could, I started hearing like the name in my head. Mm -hmm. And with that, Mm -hmm. I had turned around and right next to Nicholas's head on the other side of this, it was almost like stockade fencing, but inside Mm -hmm. there was a man peering over, like looking Mm -hmm. at us and you could clearly tell period clothing. And I didn't say anything. And Nicholas goes, there was a man just standing there weirder part was somebody was taking pictures and they shouted out there's a man standing over there next to like the the doorway and it was right where we had felt and seen him so Mm -hmm. um nicholas too has had some different experiences with me um as i'm sure your boys have over the years
2: our poor Um, kids
1: (laughs) our poor kids
2: (laughs) the
1: least of their worries was you know passing their sats
2: oh my Um, (laughs) god yeah they
1: lived they lived with ghosts um in that same house in middleburg by the way Mm. we caught a lot of really probably class a evps Nice. and um there was at one point like a wailing or crying Mm. and you could hear it sounded like children and um that was on the the recording and then when one of the women was speaking Mm -hmm. something kept whispering into the one recorder up on the mantle and it kept calling her a slut now in hindsight um every place I've ever gone to with Ray especially there's something that says redhead slut so who knows um there's something with the underworld they don't like me
2: (laughs) well you know you're talking about the kids um Jack, oh they, i don't know if they listen. They're probably qu- cringing if they do listen. But all three of my kids see. Um, Jack is absolutely terrified because he tends to see, um, <clears throat> like the sixth sense kind of thing, like how they died. Uh-oh. Adam, oh. Adam, who's si- he's science man right now. He's you know off in school getting his uh, degree in uh, organic chemistry, so he's t- all about science. He when he uses his spidey senses. He hears and sees and feels he's amazing, but he's fearless about it because he's just like, I dare you to mm. to the point where we were in my favorite place, Gettysburg, and we were climbing around on rocks that the place is called Devil's Den. It changed hands between Union and Confederate several times during the three day battle. He fell and scraped his knee and I was I got this sh- horrible chill. I said, oh, my God, Adam, cross yourself, bless yourself. You just shed blood on a battlefield. He goes, I dare them to come home with me. Well, we drive home. We were on our way home that particular day. I felt unsettled the whole time, and I just thought it was my imagination. And, you know, I'm with my family. I'm not. I'm not in working mode. Well, we get home, and the cats shrink down to the size of pancakes, and they're fat cats, and they disappear into the cellar. The dog is just barking all night long. Well, Adam comes into our bedroom at three o'clock. He goes, "Mom, can you help me? There's a soldier in my closet." we brought home a soldier he was a union soldier from because we mentioned he came home to new york with us and he was in the car the whole time so he and we i can't i have it in a notebook i haven't found it we had his name his rank his unit where he was he was from troy it was amazing Eh. and adam was able to download that and Didi, the youngest has always been able to see the dark energies Interesting, And, I, and he, uh, in Gettysburg, <clears throat> like I try to stay up on Devil, um, Little Round Top by myself. We were there during a thunder and lightning storm and it sounded like cannon fire. And I have a picture of an energy standing next to me. I actually, that's one of the few times I got scared and I left because a big twig snapped in two spots next to me like it was a boot stepping on it. I definitely scooted out of there. But I think Dee Dee's worst, we were up in Fort Edward and we stopped at a historic uh, burial ground, and he says that he was assaulted by a woman. <laughs> he goes, oh my. "I think she was a prostitute." And I felt awful. I got this thirteen-year-old, but he said that he had never felt that like freaked out by having a ghost with him.
1: What I you, you reminded me of a story. The <laughs> one time, I was with Jeff DeMarco uh-huh. on a on a murder like case. Oh yeah. And Jeff and I were out in the middle of nowhere and firstly I think I if I've talked about this on the on the show again I'm sorry for repeating. First on the way out it was like Scooby Doo fog. It was so <laughs> foggy and it was like that creepy like on the back roads and he kept saying I was driving I was driving like an old lady. So we had this car all of a sudden get up on the back of us like bright bright lights and oh. Jeff's like pull over. I'm like, don't you get out of the car. We pull over and he goes, no, just sit here. And they, stay pulled over behind what? us. Yeah. And we sat that. there and I was like, oh my God, we're going <laughs> to get killed out here in the middle of nowhere. And the car then speeds off. So that was like one of the first like creepy things. Then the next part was we couldn't find the, we couldn't find the address. Um, we eventually stopped at a house, which was funny because Jeff, anybody that knows Jeff DeMarco, he's a big big guy and I said you stay in the car you'll scare people <laughs> so I went to the door and I'm knocking on the door a guy came to the door in his pajamas and I said hi I'm so sorry I said I'm lost and I'm looking for this address I can see the guy look behind me and all of a sudden his eyes go up <gasps> like looking up and he goes and then I hear behind me how you doing so I'm like don't you stay in the car so the guy guy had no information Jeff starts to drive. We go to this place and he said, whatever you do, don't leave me. Don't leave my site. I don't want you any place on the property without me. And uh, I said, yeah, no problem. And he said, you know, and I, like he had a couple other rules. Oh, I, I like broke every rule, like within the first like 15 minutes of being there. And one of which was the wife's husband asked if I could sense if there had been bodies buried on the property and I said yeah mm-hmm. no it's a it's a fall night rainy and like I said it was foggy out like misty so he and I trek out into the back of this property and he's talking about how there's like like this huge pile of um like leaves and like debris from the woods back there
2: mm-hmm. and
1: um he's saying like this didn't seem right this was dug up over here and I even as I'm talking about now I'm getting covered in shells I turned back around. There was very little light out there that we could see. Um, As I'm looking at this pile of leaves and debris, a man literally stands up behind it, And at the same time, we both went, oh, my God. (laughs) And then he disappeared again. So I said, oh, God, I wasn't expecting. Like, it was so in your face looking right at this spirit standing up so I said I gotta go in I gotta go in he's like well I want to show you one more thing I want to show you this so we're walking and we're standing there talking and just what you said about the twig snapping in half yeah right behind me we could hear in the brush somebody walking and I mean distinctly walking towards me and then I heard the twig behind me break and I go uh Fuck that. I'm out of here. I'm out of
2: here. <laughs> I literally like walked out of the woods.
1: And, he, and his only concern, I mean, which is kind of sweet, he turns to me and he goes, Whatever you do, don't go in there scared. I don't want my wife to be upset. oh like, But it was oh, but I I get it.
2: He could sacrifice get it. you, but not the wife. Right, exactly. <laughs>
1: he didn't want his wife to be worried or scared or upset.
2: So Gosh. well the first, was, that's creepy. That was chilling. Yeah. The first time I was ever chased by a ghost, um, god, it was probably like 10 years old. We used to go on vacation um, every spring, uh, like the the Easter break, Mm -hmm. and my family, my mother and father, my brother and sister and I were all very interested in history, so we'd always camp somewhere historic, and we were heading south. I think we were going to like uh, Myrtle Beach or someplace, oh, the Outer Banks that year. So we stopped over in Gettysburg, and we decided to camp on the Battleground Campground. Mm. So, you know, that should have been an indicator right there. (laughs) We're camping on a battleground. It wasn't one of the major theaters of that particular battle, but you're, you know, people died there during a retreat. So we had, um, you know, we had a cute little frolic camper, one of those hard ones, and, but there were no hookups, so we had to go to the bathroom. My mother and my sister, we decided to walk to the bathroom. We got our cute little flashlights, go and get ready for bed in the bathroom. We start to walk back, and we start hearing walking behind us Mm. and my mother kind of looks behind her excuse me and then looks at me and grabs my sister's hand and grabs my hand and starts walking and I was like let's play a game who can walk back fastest well the faster we walked the faster it walked and then we started to hear him going "Ah, ah," like breathing right behind us we ran into the trailer and slammed the door and locked it and then there was just one single on the door and that was the, oh. and that, that feeling disappeared. And thinking back, I feel awful because I'm sure it was the soldier just looking for usually, you know, his mother or his, his loved one. Yeah, but, but you were still like, in, in, in,
1: yeah, you were still a kid. You couldn't have done anything at that. I mean, you no. could have, but you couldn't have. You didn't know what you were doing. So that you got to cut yourself some slack with that. But that's exactly ooky spooky, spooky. Because
2: the faster well, we went, the faster he went. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Well, and that's to go back so ghosts are earthbound Mm -hmm. spirits that haven't been able to cross over Mm -hmm. and then there are spirits like when you and i do readings spirits Mm -hmm. are are ones that have died of natural causes they've gone into heaven or Mm -hmm. part of the universe and we're just speaking to them we're connecting them not that we can't connect to ghosts
0: but -hmm. your family
1: and spirit they're not trapped souls
0: Exactly.
1: and you're—I know you do a lot of work with um, helping, even mm-hmm. like the ghosts clear and helping them to release. But there's some places you and I both know that it's never going to be cleared,
2: and they don't want to go.
1: Right, they don't want to go. Right, they're super, super stubborn. It's their place. One night I had done um, like a mini ghost investigation mm-hmm. at um, Glenn Sanders Mansion. Mm, that place is. And so so on. So it was before the renovations, which I'm dying to know if anybody when they were doing the renovations, because they did a gorgeous job of adding staircase and everything. Uh, Oh, it's absolutely stunning. Well, the whole time I'm thinking to myself, did it stir anything up?
2: It had to. It had to weird
1: stuff happened. So um that place we were upstairs, everything was turned off. I don't even know if they had anybody staying in the place at the time. And I was cutting through the office and they said that that was the oldest part of the building Mm. is where like some of the secretaries and the, and the workers were. And they said that they've had a lot, quite a bit of activity, um, down in the pub area. Um, I know that they have said that things were moved, chairs were moved. So as I'm walking through, I'm rounding the corner, there is a man dressed in full, clothing of that era wow. and he actually startled me he was so full form that I took a step back yeah. and then he was gone clearly was Glenn Sander um, right.
2: <laughs> so it looked but like it
1: was one of those things that I didn't expect while we're doing this mini investigation, I guess I never have anything specific that I think yeah. of like I never go in with an intention I just kind of let it free form so when stuff like that happens it just blows me away yeah. that they're able to do this. Um, and, you know, we get all the time, Michelle and I contact from people that will say, just what you were talking about, you went away on vacation, there's mm-hmm. something in the house, or they've been away to a place like in Cape Cod, and they're messaging us saying that they're having spirit activity, mm-hmm. similar to what they had at their house. So you can only imagine that if those are in your home and they become almost like your family, they're going to go on vacation with you.
2: They absolutely will.
1: <laughs> so people don't think they'll go to Maryland with you or they're going to go to California with it. They'll absolutely do the same thing. And you'll wake up and the same man is standing. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's something about duration of time too. Yep. The longer you're with or um, you know, cohabitating with the spirit, the
2: more you get.
1: Yeah, more it doesn't matter if you leave the home, they're still gonna they're more than likely leave haunting that place and take up residence wherever you, you go.
2: Feel. I always like to equate it. Think of a, a ghost as Wi-Fi and whoever they're whoever or whatever they're haunting is is the modem. Okay. So it's like a ghost can only get so far from its point of generation. And that's why sometimes like say that you your body dies, you get out of your spirit, you get your spirit gets out of your body, it doesn't go to the light. The light, clo- the tunnel closes. Okay, you're a ghost because we all have free will. We decide not to go. Okay, what do you attach to? Some people attach their ghost energy to their house, some people to their body. That's why you get a graveyard that's haunted. Some, when we did that one um, show, remember that uh, the used, uh, oh my God, the Mona Lisa? The oh, Mona cool. Lisa. Uh, yeah. the, the The women's clothing, the purses that were so haunted there. So I have found that over time, if, like you said, when, you, when a ghost gets really attached to your family, they could have been originally haunting the house, that maybe that's where they lived or where they died or whatever. But once they change their source of attachment, their source of where they get their energy from, if it goes from being that house to you and your family, they'll go with you. Because I have seen that that ghosts will move with people
1: now shifting conversation a little bit like we know that the different names
2: mm-hmm.
1: poltergeist shadow yes. figures yep orbs mm-hmm. are all indicative of, of hauntings and demons yes um have you heard michelle that some families are haunted by a demon and they literally pass it down generation after yes. generation yep i i have two. i have not personally encountered Somebody, I mean, we've had people ask us if there's a family curse and it's not really, it's not the same thing, No, um, but I've, I've heard that as well. And I, I haven't personally encountered that, that they've seen that DNA.
2: It's, it's kind of like sins of the father. Um, Cause you know, you there's spiritual DNA, you know, there's the actual, actual physical DNA, then there's spiritual DNA. There's stuff that gets handed down. Sometimes it's an object that gets handed down. Mm-hmm. a physical you know even like especially a metal object or furniture furniture oh my god used furniture yes very haunted um i have seen and actually dealt with you know uh, mm-hmm. transmuted i guess cleared two times uh family demons things that traveled through oh, the family wow lines like i don't know i i can't believe we never talked about this well it's you know if it, if it happens when we're busy and then other stuff happens it's, you can only talk about so many clearings but, well, yeah. right
1: and you think to yourself like t- when you stop and think about the body of our work and yeah. what we do and and stuff it's so very, it's really fascinating but yeah. we're literally like got no time going right. on to the next thing
2: right exactly oh that was pretty cool but then like someone calls and they their child is being harassed at night while they're trying to sleep that gets my attention more because it's a kid you know those are I, I leave appointments open for emergencies and that that kind of stuff or the infamous oh we played with the ouija boy last night now we have dark figures in the house i'm like oh, yeah, for God please thanks.
1: this holiday season this halloween season mm. please please don't play with Ouija boards. Nope. Michelle and I just don't have the time <laughs> <laughs>
2: to, to clear everything that you guys can clear,
1: <laughs> to clear that shit out on a regular basis. Oh, I mean, I, I, as I told everybody, I had one and I bought it as almost like a prop. And, um, it was the only thing in my house. If I wanted to hide money, I could have hidden it underneath the Ouija board. My kids would never have touched it. <laughs> if I had a candy bar and I didn't want my kids to touch it hide under the Ouija board because we not <laughs> going near. I kiddingly would like lean in the room and I'd say to the, like my my daughter and her girlfriends, I'd go, you guys want me to crack out the Ouija board? No, because
2: <laughs> they don't need that shit. They, yeah, they, like, they were all like, right. my,
1: yeah, same oh, thing. My so when Nicholas was growing up, I, I thought to myself, well, you know, he's 10 years older than Sarah. He didn't seem to have any experiences as much. He had some feelings. And then when Sarah came along, Sarah had tons of experiences and um attracting spirits and people in the house. One time she'd been out and done that um uh, indigo children at um, Oh yeah, Barbs at well yeah, at Barb's house and it would um it, it basically came home with Sarah. I think it was mm-hmm. interested in her energy and and probably the kids all playing around on the property mm-hmm. um fascinated them. So yeah, she uh, she brought one home. And that was that was kind of weird. That was like literally walking into electricity. She goes, "No, there's something." She said there's something in my room, and I walked in and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And as soon as I did, it was like it's static cool. electricity.
2: It's crazy how that. Now, have you brought anything home because I definitely I have. It was indirect. It was well a couple a couple different times this has happened. The one time I had a young lady who was Adam's age and we had coached her in soccer. She contacted me um, and said, I want to have an appointment. I, I Ever since I've had my child, um, I, I feel like I'm going to be killed. I, I feel like I can't leave the house. She was terrified. I'm like, yeah, come on Monday. Come at 10 o'clock in the morning on Monday. Bring the baby. I love babies. Don't worry about it. Well, that was Saturday. Sunday morning, I'm thinking about Rachel. And I'm thinking, what is going on with this girl? Because she's she can't even work. She's so you know traumatized. She lives with her family, has a big German shepherd, still can't go anywhere. So I'm brushing my teeth. My husband's in the shower behind me, brushing my teeth. And all of a sudden, you know, water's running. I see Rachel's face, and then I see another face. And they merge. And as they're merging, I realize the other face is Sharon Tate. Oh, so I can't believe I never told you the story. So I, of course, my head... Shoots up. I hit my head on the mirror over the sink. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, what? I'm like, I think Rachel was sharing Tate in a past life. That makes sense. That's why she's got this all, all this anxiety. Now, this is probably about eight years ago. So, Dee was, you know, what, four, five, six years old. All of a sudden, I hear this scream from downstairs. I come running downstairs, and DeeDee Dee standing in the hallway, pointing at the bathroom, he goes, there's a ghost in there. There's a ghost in there. She's a lady. She was a naked lady. She was covered with blood and she had the word help written on her forehead.
1: Oh my lord. So no, you never would, told me
2: that. No, and he how would he know about Sharon Tate? I don't watch that kind of stuff. Well, we watch it more now, but back then especially we would never watch right. that. And
1: right. then later
2: on in the day he goes but the the lady had a baby in her belly, mommy. Oh, right. So, what I did is I printed out off the computer, like Cheryl, pictures of Cheryl Ladd, Farrah Fawcett, uh, Sharon Tate, a bunch of different blonde people. And he said, Oh, that was her right there, but her hair was dark because it was red with blood. I'm like, Holy crap. So the, we had this energy in the house. So I cleared it, was was um, a soul fragment of mm. Sharon Tate. And I've seen, you know, since then, like ghost hunting. I, she's clear now. She's no longer stuck, and neither is her child. And the next day rachel comes over and i'm like well how am i going to broach this subject so she sits down and she's got her little baby john sitting on her lap cute as a button but he's like a year old and he doesn't he just sits there still afraid to move i'm like this is not normal and i looked at her i said well, rachel do you believe in past lives and she goes yes i think i was sharon tate in my past life so shut up. It blew blew my socks off. I'm like, you're shitting me. Thank God you brought that up. She goes, I even wore my hair like you in high school. I said, okay, this is the deal. You you were her, and you know, there, there's residual energies, blah, blah, blah. I did all the, the clearing work that I do. And then I looked at the baby. I said, Oh my God, that was That's your son. Thing. So yeah. I cleared him. And as I cleared this, you know what a one year old is like when they're walking. As I finished clearing him. He jumped off of her lap and took these measuring cups that I had from the place and started splashing the dog's water bowl. And she's apologizing. I'm like, no, that's normal. And then she sent me a message the next day. She goes, I took all the the duct tape off my windows. I'm getting a job. I've never felt so free in my life. She was so heavily traumatized by that death, obviously. And the weird thing is we had been in uh, California for Dee's acting in 2014, that one summer. I mm-hmm. kept clearing every morning, all these ghosts. Uh, I said, I got- Yeah, California go. is like a, a a
1: hotbed. Oh, haunted. Whenever I
2: watch the shows and they show like the
1: old hotels and stuff. And yes. like, you can tell it, obviously, it's like layers of like yeah. old
2: Hollywood.
1: Yeah, there's something. Yeah, it's very, and I think because it's near the water and, yeah. you know.
2: and there's but just you're so right. much trauma there. And we walked to the other side, we drove to the other side of where we were staying and it was, um, I can't think, it was a famous cemetery where Sharon Tate is buried.
1: Oh, for heaven's sake. So we
2: were there, that's where Michael Jackson's funeral was. He's not buried there. So I can't think of the name of it, but it was like this big Hollywood cemetery behind me. I'm like, well, no wonder why there's so many ghosts in the apartment every morning.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. So that was the
2: weirdest thing.
1: You asked me if I ever brought them home and it was the same thing, same answer, never intentionally. Right, oh yeah. Um, Back when I first started, I, um, would go out, I was working my day job, um, and I'd go out at night and I would do readings or I would do like investigative work with, you know, working with the police or family. And I had been working on a case, Mm -hmm. went out and had one of those things where, Everything that night felt creepy. Everything yeah. felt off. Mm-hmm. Everything felt strange, and I had been working with another psychic, and she and I had just before leaving, just we kind of had like a little bit of a powwow. So we're sitting in the car and we're talking, and then all of a sudden, at the same time, we went, "Oh!" It felt like something got in the back seat of the car, yes. but we both had the same physical reaction. Mm-hmm. So thought we had cleared it, and um thought you know. it was gone so i go home and um all i wanted was (laughs) fudgicles and i had (laughs) had fudgicles so everybody's asleep the house is dark i'm in the kitchen and i've already eaten one and it's like who are you kidding you're gonna have a second so i go back in the kitchen and to throw out the one popsicle stick and i look up and there is a man full figure man standing in the doorway and i have to tell you he was aggressive it wasn't Hmm. like like a, like a nicey, nice feeling. Like this is a person that committed crimes, murders, especially against women. Mm-hmm. And I did one of those where I stopped for a second, holding my, my fudgicle And I went, <laughs> I don't know who you are, but you don't belong here and you have to leave. And then he literally just vanished. And the whole feeling, Michelle, from mm-hmm. my body went from that flight or fight feeling to, oh, like Relax. peaceful.
2: Yeah. yeah. Back to your own home.
1: You're right. But everything back to normal after that I really tried to make a conscious effort Mm -hmm. that when I left places I severed and I did that like you have to stay here because Mm -hmm. that was really dark one other time it wasn't so dark but um I got up in the in the middle of the night and I walked in the kitchen and there was a monk like a Franciscan monk with the hood
2: that's bizarre no
1: that's kind of what I said in my head I kind of (laughs) did the like (laughs) that's curious so um and I kept feeling like it was trying to it didn't speak it didn't move um and though that sounds ominous I didn't feel scared at all I kind of felt like it was trying to give me some sort of a message and then soon after I see that if you look it up if you dream or have the presence of a monk it usually means that your ability um, is like elevating, Love, leveling, on, up. leveling up. Yeah. And, uh, so, and it, at that time I really, yeah, it was, but I've had times where I'm working on cases and I'm standing at the counter mm-hmm. and I'm writing information down. I've got the candle going and I'm holding like a rosary and I stopped to like gather my thoughts, like think before writing again, when I looked up cross behind me was a man basically casting a shadow in the kitchen on the wall. So it turned around, nobody there looked Mm -mm. back and it did it again. So there was something that I was like calling while I was doing that. I'm sure it was the person that we were trying to look for. That was a missing person and um, was basically showing up. But that gave me that chills, the hair on the back of your neck, Mm -hmm. kind of a feeling. Cause I, I, you, you obviously think you're all alone.
2: Right. And it's, it's weird because I I love how you said that, like with the monk, you didn't feel threatened, but with the other guy you did, and I think it's really important if a person is experiencing an energy, a spirit in their house, Mm. don't immediately freak out. Just wait and just see what does your gut say? If if you have a bad feeling, put your foot down, like you to get the heck out of here. You, this is, this is my house. Get out because it is your house and be strong. And if you are, you know, practice a certain religion for me, you know, Archangel Michael, a hail Mary, you know, our father will always work if something comes home with you, but some I've had people chase their own uh, spirit guides out or guardian angels. Yes.
1: Or they're right. They're terrified of it. And they don't want to see it. Yeah. Yeah, A loved one. They don't want to see it. I, and I can understand at first being startled, but yeah. Um, you definitely have to start to, if you're a person that's always going to see him, you're always going to see him.
2: Exactly. You can't turn that off.
1: You can't turn it (laughs) off. So learn how to deal with it. It's, it's more of a you problem than it's a them problem. Right.
2: Hey, have you ever, Uh, speaking of places, have you been to uh, the Crooked Lake house out in April Park? Yes. Yes. I
1: performed (laughs) a wedding there.
2: Did you, because I worked there when they first reopened it, Delmar Tift, uh, reopened it after Mr. Brown had, had passed and it was closed for years. Beautiful, beautiful place. And so I helped, like, kind of reopen, like, we went through all the china and washed it. They wanted to keep it as authentic and as possible. And the place is beautiful, but we all started having similar experiences. Did you experience anything there before I tell you what I experienced there?
1: I know what you're going to say. I didn't have that. What I had when I know what you're going to say, but. <laughs> What happened with me was I was in a part of it. Like I got there before the ceremony and I went to use one of the restrooms,
2: the big one, the beautiful ones in the front. Yeah. yeah. And
1: as soon as I did, I thought somebody else was in there.
2: Yep. Yep. And always
1: there was nobody. And to the point that I got that feeling in my stomach, like, is somebody hiding in here? Like a physical (laughs) person. And there was nobody else there. But you go ahead and tell what happened.
2: Okay. And this, I, this happened to all of us. I was a hostess originally, and then I became a waitress. And then I did a little bit of managing there as well. It didn't matter if the place was full or there were just, it was always it had to be more than one person though. Mm. You would hear your name loudly and clearly as though someone was yelling to you from like a few feet away, but no one else would hear it, but they would call your name and that happened to all of us and then in a crowd sometimes you, you hear your name and they say Michelle and you turn and there would be a man staring directly at you and then he'd be gone so we oh. all everyone who worked there had the same experience but I always had the woman in the stall next to me at the Crooked Lake because I usually was the one closest to the door she was next to me closer to the window and now in that stairwell that goes down to the grotto at Crooked Lake um supposedly i never saw her but uh about 10 people swear they saw a vision of the holy mother there
0: oh
1: i did hear that but i yeah obviously i didn't have any kind of an experience like that
2: i went down I, when i was managing that that brief time i um had a buzzer that's back when we had little pagers mm-hmm. and they, the kitchen would page you i was waiting tables too because we didn't have enough staff and someone wanted a bottle of wine so i had to go down to the wine cellar so i'm down in the dark and this is where legs diamond um hung out there was a speakeasy in the bottom of crooked lake house during oh, prohibition so i'm down there and i'm creeped out because i've been in the wine cellar before and you go pull a bottle of wine out and there are eyes looking at you from where the bottle was so i finally figured out what the bottle was i go to pull it out and at that moment i get paged it scared me so bad. I threw the bottle of wine in the air. It was one of those expensive ones. Somehow, the bottle just levitated for a moment, <laughs> and I was able what? to kind of catch it. Because you know me, I can't catch anything. Something helped me to not drop that bottle of wine.
1: Oh my goodness! Oh, I that's think it, awesome.
2: I think it was a bootlegger not wanting to waste the booze. <laughs> so, I, I was at a house. I
1: was at a house reading one time, and um, the house had. Um, kind of like underground poker games. Ooh. She didn't tell me that, oh. and it kept sounding like I was in this room. Like there would be like a radio. It sounded like like men talking and laughing, and like a, yeah. not distinctive, but like over to the side, like a room away.
0: Mm-hmm. And then it
1: would stop, and then it would start again. And she basically wanted to see if I was going to pick hear it. it. Yeah. yeah, pick up on that. Don't so you Oh yeah, board. but like, I mean I did board. too. It was like it was kind of like creepy. Yeah. Um just some great places for our listeners to um go to and find mm-hmm. out more spooky stories or have their own experiences. <laughs> um Old Four Inn in Skehari, mm-hmm. um, the Bull's Head Inn in Coboskill which I have had my own experiences. I, I've done a few shows there.
2: Very and um
1: there. when I went to meet the owner for the first time. I looked up and uh, there was a woman in a white gown on the top of the stairs, and I guess that's the report. She moved some of our equipment around too while we were there. <laughs> um, Star and Place in Amsterdam, which I'm not familiar with that, but mm, it's
2: either. another
1: yeah, it's another place that's um, it says Fultonville's postmaster oh. um, from 1848 to 1852. Uh, the widow susan road we've talked Mm -hmm. about the widow susan road and the amsterdam and some people have seen the woman walking on the road um the van dyke right over here in um, schenectady which i've also done a ghost investigation michelle you were in that one class right i was in that class yeah and um we all went down there after the floods and uh, it has a lot of uh, energy in the staff, all their reports, same kind of things, Michelle, they see a woman walking through the walls, yep. they hear somebody crying, things being moved around, chairs being moved, Love very it. heavy chairs. Um, they said the um, Stockade Front Street Park, Vale Cemetery, which for years I've always heard boogie boogie stories about Vale, we And we there, got it. Yeah. That's where we went um, when we walked through Dee and Nick and uh yeah it was very and that was a cold rainy day
2: that was a miserable day
1: (laughs) yeah it was a perfect day for a haunting
2: oh it was was especially it was the the union college cemetery we felt a lot of energy in that area
1: yeah yep yep that was that was super creepy um the knox mansion Mm -hmm. um that i had heard about the knox mansion years ago and um They've generously said many times that they would have us in anytime we wanted to. Let's but um, yeah, but people would have weddings and they'd take pictures and there'd be extra people
2: I in, love that. in
1: attendance. So they actually <laughs> sent them back many times to the owners. So they've got them on the walls in that location. Which, which place is that, Katie? Uh, Knox Mansion.
2: I, I've in, never been there. I gotta check that. In I've Johnstown, New York. Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, University of Albany. I frequently get phone calls from moms in the beginning of the fall season when their daughters and sons all start going to SUNY. You get uptown or
2: downtown campus more
1: the the ones where the quad is right the towers yeah okay the towers mm-hmm. that's where and i always think to myself those are newer buildings but it doesn't mean anything it's a lot oh. of energy in them and trapped energy and they're kind of straight like tightly configured
0: yeah so that
2: you, that youth energy get oh, polter- mm-hmm. that poltergeist activity just thrives on that
1: yep so that that's one of those spots that probably will never be fully cleared don't no. need to have periodic right and you know what think about it what was there before it was probably open fields or a farm yeah cross gates mall i you know i can remember working at cross gates and uh staff there had reported in the lower level when i worked for wilson's that there would be a spirit like come through early in the morning and by god one morning i'm doing the books at the counter and i'm drinking my coffee and i see somebody walk by and I thought, oh, so who cool. let themselves in? Like I thought it was one of the kids that were yeah. with me. No. And it started happening. Like you had to be there at a certain time to witness it.
2: He was probably doing on his farm, you know, right, doing, he was doing, his doing his
1: farm walk, you know, in the morning.
2: Um, oh, you know what? Saint Rose. Saint Yeah, St. Rose is a big
1: one. Hey, and- listen, I went there. That's, oh, that's I, right,
2: uh, you did.
1: That was one of the first places I ever had. Experience and uh, the spooky story for me was St. Rose. If there's St. Rosers out there, I lived in Lima. Oh boy! And uh, I was on the third floor, and it was an all-girls dorm then. It wasn't. Um, there was barely any men on campus. Right. <laughs> and I went to use the bathroom late at night. I think I was watching Letterman, and went in the bathroom. I was like thinking of a song in my head, and all of a sudden, something in the back by the showers started humming, man, started humming
2: Holy song shit.
1: that I was thinking. I literally, you talk about men freeze pee yeah. <laughs> on the toilet. And so I tried to hurry up and get out. And then it started, I could hear it walking like towards um, yeah. me. So I didn't share that experience with the other girls on the floor. Oh, and then each one by one started saying that they were having horrible nightmares, things moving in their room, like all yeah. independently. Strange oh stuff God. happening, and it wasn't just because you know we were all drinking. Yeah. Um <laughs> Prospect Hill Cemetery. We know um Oakwood Cemetery yep. is probably one of the most um haunted in Troy.
2: Oh, Forest uh, Park Cemetery, also known yes. as um Pinewoods, Pine Woods, is considered to be the gates of hell. Really? Yes. Now
1: no. that one, that's the one in Troy too.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's right on a pine. It's Woods across Avenue. the road. Yeah, it's heading out Pine Pinewood, so you're heading out more towards Brunswick at that point. Yeah. I've actually been there. Um, it is now illegal to be there unless you're visiting someone. They have actually shut it down because so oh, many- Oh, see, now, things that's what happening. I was going to say.
1: Oakwood was always the one that was, like, all locked up. And that's yes. like across the way and the pinewood one was always wide open and i remember driving through thinking <sighs> to myself why don't they think that it's important to have this one closed up I'm right
2: exactly well pine woods um oh, you mean oakwood cemetery there's uh saint peter no yeah it's not
1: right
2: it's right across maybe from it's
1: saint mary's it might be saint i'm, I'm probably saint wrong
2: Ma- but. yeah saint mary's that's another i've seen ghosts there but oakwood that's the first time i brought a ghost home that's before i was working professionally as a psychic I um, brought Jack to ride, uh, learned how to ride a tricycle. I'm like, cemetery, it's perfect. Well, he falls down and cries and cries, skins his knees. And I got such a creepy, heavy feeling. You know, I didn't really know it any much about That's how I started clearing, was because of Oakwood Cemetery. So I pick oh. up my five year old, put him in the car, put the tricycle in, drive home. I felt unsettled all day and into the night. And I fell asleep. I wake up at three o'clock in the morning, and there was a man standing next to my bed blocking out the street light that I could see out of my window he followed me home He was a soldier he was respectful but after that then the guy that died in the house in the late 1800s um he was suddenly standing in the doorway a lot he was I, he died of cancer so he was really thin he was an older man that's how I started clearing work was because of the Oakwood cemetery ghost that started bringing all the other ghosts in because I would always see them but when that happened they started coming to me Wow. From that moment on, but, but pop the cork of that bottle. <laughs> oh,
1: my goodness. Um, okay, I just want to run through a couple more. And oh, yeah. Michelle, if you think of other ones, um, hop in, group as we said, groups, <laughs> yeah, group's tavern. We want to make sure we give a, ca- a call out to that. Carney's Tavern, which oh. I think now is going through a change of hands of owners. Where's that? um, Carney's Tavern is over in Boston Lake.
0: Oh, and I, yeah. I've
1: always passed it and it has such like an old like historic feeling right near the rail, railroad tracks I love that it's basically building. like how could it not right um Broad Auburn Hotel I've uh-huh. I've been there um and it does sound it's almost like busy in there yeah like inside and there's nobody there um the Adelphi
2: is, in Saratoga Yes. you know
1: i never had any kind of experience there but there's a lot of people that say yeah. that when they're when they're there in the woods at saratoga mm-hmm. all that they see people they see yep. soldiers walking around um yeah, i have that that would be kind of interesting also has listed on here legs diamonds house
2: right down in is, albany yeah yeah
1: it's supposed to be in albany gentleman mm-hmm. jack's house and same thing during prohibition that um know he must have had kind of like a speakeasy in the house or or gambling going on in the house and that's where he
2: was killed too
1: yep he died there and there's oh oh, go ahead honey
2: there's a spot not far from uh lakes diamond house and i can't remember the name of it it's a park but the corner of it there's still um like the original crick from when it was fort orange and there was a massacre there and people through the years and i'll find out this information i can't believe I'm, i'm drawing a blank that if you look through like the, it's like a sewer plate or a drain plate now, it very often there's a face looking back because a lot of the people Ooh. that were buried there. Yeah, but
1: you know, if you just said yeah. Ford Orange Club. Ford yeah. Orange Club uh, has also, I mean, it's a, a cha-cha club, but I've heard that that is also really haunted.
2: That is, I was actually in there when um, I was in the Tulip Festival. <laughs> I was in the, <laughs> the Tulip Festival, and so I think that was the place. We had to have like a cocktail hour there without drinks as we were all underage, but it was like a, a mixer and. There were other people walking around there that weren't there in body. That was amazing. Yep.
1: That's like the. Um, it's not on this, but like the Franklin, um, yes. uh, plaza over in Franklin Plaza, because sure.
2: that's yeah. where we did those readings. And we did our
1: readings, and yeah. it was really, really haunted there. It's got that same feeling. Like while you're there, there's another group of people in the place.
2: Yeah, and the elevator has a mind of its own. It'll take you elsewhere. <laughs> the, yeah. the Absolutely. Yes.
1: Yep. Cherry Hill. Oh, yeah. um in in downtown albany i've actually been through that when i was a girl beautiful historical place and they Love said that, yeah. um yeah that it's definitely definitely haunting some of the there was a murder there and it's got mm-hmm. great history too yeah there's a great
2: um, story there
1: um new york state department of education building new york yes. state Capitol, which i said
2: mm-hmm.
1: the, this is one that our buddy quinn brought up is the loudon cottage
2: Yeah, I was just talking about that. Yeah, that's, um, I can give a little brief history on that. Um, Buried in Albany Roll Cemetery are the Harrises, and their daughter, Clara Harris, married uh, Major Rathbone. On the night that Lincoln was assassinated in Ford's Theater down in Washington, Clara and uh, the Major were in the box with the Lincolns. Mm. He was injured, Major Rathbone was injured because John Wilkes Booth had a knife. The revolver had one shot, he shot Lincoln. Rath- Rathbone came to you know, protect the president. He got, his arm was severed deeply. So Clara Harris ended up, she did marry him. But in the meantime, she was um, trying to comfort Mary Todd Lincoln as, as the president is bleeding out and her husband's blood is getting all over her dress. She had the president's brain matter, his blood and her oh husband's blood on her dress. She was from Loudonville, the Loudonville cottage. She comes back with the dress, doesn't know what to do with it. She hangs it in her closet. Well, subsequent generations got, got freaked out. So they bricked up the closet. So according to legend, Rathbone's ghost, because he ended up going crazy, never forgiving himself. They moved to Germany. So to go to a mental hospital, he ended up trying to kill her and the kids. She barricaded the kids in a room behind her and he ended up stabbing her to death. So she's buried oh in Germany. God. Isn't that awful. So her parents in Albany Rural cemetery but years later after she had passed and uh, descendants had the house they knocked down that strange brick wall and inside was the blood stained dress. From Wild the Lincoln assassination. Well that's was-
1: the one deed that um, Quinn had said can we get in there.
2: I so we have to see if we can I think that um I don't know who owns it now they had moved the house too it had been in one location yep. it's right in Ireland's corners there right in Loudonville and they had moved it from one location
0: it's um, somewhere around that weird intersection right yeah, yeah it
2: is yep, Ireland's yeah. corners
0: like 378 so, and uh, I don't know
2: and route nine Niskayuna road and and route nine it's yeah, all yeah. Comes the, together. that might be
1: one that we do because I, I I don't know if anybody locally has ever done anything live in there that would the,
2: be at the top of our list now
1: (laughs) yeah it is it is that's that's a great story though
2: um interesting
1: fascinating that i never knew the tenbrook mansion um and also downtown albany
2: i've seen that Um, yeah the one that walks on the balcony that's not there anymore that's a tenbrook mansion
1: yep um they said delaware and hudson railroad building guptos woods which i didn't even realize um near pollock road uh apparently that they see floating orbs and faces in the dark
2: oh yeah you know i used to work up in that area and a lot of the local kids would come in i worked with a for a vet talking about that don't go back there because there's you know it's demon woods is what they called it
1: hyde hall in cooperstown yeah um on here mentioned is albany rural cemetery oh yeah it's personal experience <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we've had personal, and she's going to be on with us correct
2: yes she is uh september 20th paula will september be september
1: 20th uh, she's going to share some uh cemetery haunting stories with our no, listeners. nothing
0: goes on in albany rural cemetery
1: nothing no? happens there <laughs> no nope, nothing at all this also says the um national baseball hall of fame in Cooper Sound. i've actually heard that too because there's the same thing there's you know icons their relics are there in the, in the museum and they it's they have true. activity in there right down the road which i've um done also a wedding at is i i would never say it right i always want to say atziaga at at atziaga atziaga
2: atziaga
1: at atziaga resort hotel
2: oh yeah yeah
1: and there's a whole floor that nobody even goes on
2: Oh, let's go on it. Let's do it. I know, right? They wouldn't.
1: <laughs> the time I was there, it was like me and the staff, they're like, Oh my god, Katie, the psychic's here. Can we go up on that floor? And I guess they won't let anybody up there.
2: Oh man,
1: I know. Cahoe's oh, Music damn. Hall, huh?
0: Yes. I said, Oh damn, we can't go on that floor.
1: <laughs> no, we're going on that floor. We're doing it.
0: Well, we are um,
2: for sure. Cahoe's Music uh, Hall is absolutely haunted because I've seen them. You look back and there's people sitting in seats and then they're not there anymore. Same with um proctors yeah uh, the usher there's a, there are spirits who are ushers who uh show up and disappear i actually did clearing work for the proctors in troy oh my god and the connected buildings that was one of the most haunted places i've ever been
1: um oh saratoga sanitarium we are have- isn't our buddy um opening that up or working in there yes the
0: Steve uh, Steve Broat is doing stuff up there. I think they're still, they, they, they might be doing tours now. Um, yeah, it
1: was they got it before COVID
0: and yeah.
1: then had to like shut everything down. So
0: well, I guess they've been doing, are, they did a lot of renovation work too to make it safe for people to walk through there. Yeah, They had a lot of cleaning and stuff to do. He actually, uh, side note on Steve is he's got another, um, another uh, documentary coming out on Amazon Prime. Does they're he going, really? They're going back to, uh, oh, God. Waverly? It's, uh, yes. The, the they're, they're going back to Waverly. I must
2: be psychic.
0: <laughs> so the they, place and where, and that's,
2: where yeah, something takes over his body. That yeah, uh, yeah,
0: which I watched that. I, I watched that, uh, the, the first one that they did, the first documentary they did of that. And it's it's kind of weird. They There was a lot of editing done, so you didn't really get the full experience of what Steve had gone through. Right. But there is, you. they do, you know, show him on camera and he's just glazed over. He, doesn't like he, was, himself. he just wasn't, he wasn't there. He was talking and, but he was, he, he was somewhere else or he was just not in so control he, of he was what was happening.
2: Pushed to the side. It, it's a walk-in. Yeah.
0: yeah. It was, it was kind of weird to see. And then to hear him describe it afterwards and the reasons as to why, I mean, he told us, he either told me the story or he talked about it on when we he did our podcast with yeah. us where it was you know he didn't want to push anyone down the stairs because nothing would happen or something like that you know like
2: one of the guys that they were
0: investigating with like he didn't want to shove him down the stairs because he wouldn't have gotten hurt wow. that's not that's not steve, that's Steve's not steve. no no that's not steve
1: but it's that's it that'll be interesting then for our listeners to look for also yes um beardsley castle mm-hmm. and that's in um st johnsville um great place to go
2: there's something even dark just, in the cellar, something oh, dark
1: in the cellar, definitely. Snyder's Lake, uh, oh God, yeah. Forest Park, what well, we just said, Forest Park Cemetery, a lot of cemeteries mm-hmm. on here. They mention even, um, they said the Country Club, the Troy Country Club, mm-hmm. which I've never heard, uh, Freer Park, St. Mary's, Van Schyke, Van Van Skyke, yeah. Family Cemetery. The, what did
0: uh, you say
2: about Snyder's Lake? Does it talk about a drowning there and you can still hear the child calling out?
1: I think that's what it is. Hang on. That sounds great.
2: <sighs> yeah, I had my I kept my horse on Sanders Lake Road and that he would get terrified whenever we went by the lake and he also I think that horse is a ghost detector because he um would always obsess over where Hazel Drew was buried. That's a big murder mystery. That now I lost something it. Popped something up. popped up. It's I okay. Lost I'll it. investigate. We had to have someone come on and talk about Hazel Drew. I reached out to one guy. Um, haven't heard back, but there's a gentleman who wrote a book about it. And that's Twin Peaks is based on the ghost story connected to the murder of Hazel Drew on Taberton Road out in Sand Lake. Mm. So, and I have a lot of parallels with that, with that young woman. And she's buried up um, on uh, Plank Road in Postville. Oh. Yeah.
1: So I'm sure that there's tons more,
2: but,
0: um,
1: yes, we, I definitely want to hear more stories (laughs) from our listeners about their experiences at these, some of these places that we mentioned and, um, things that have happened to them, even while they were growing up, we love hearing those stories. So please share them on our page, uh, psychic on the scene, uh, podcast, Facebook, and, um, as always to our listeners, thank you so much for listening to us and making suggestions, sharing us, liking us, and the whole gambit. Thank you, D Scott, <laughs> for being amazing. Sure. <laughs> thank you, <Natural>. Michelle. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Michelle, for being my partner in crime.
2: Right back at you. my friend.
1: Thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful night. All young
2: blood thinks there's always tomorrow.
1: I miss your touch on nights when I'm hollow.
2: That I can't follow